Welcome to Pure Mind Magic, the show to evolve your mind. Our mind is the most powerful thing we have, but no one teaches us how to use it. When we find out how, we're ready to create magic in life and in business. Learn real mindset secrets from brilliant minds around the world to change your mindset and income level forever. With every decision you make, you create your future. What is your next move? Now, welcome your host. International magician, speaker, and podcast performance consultant, Jennifer S. Royal. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pure Mind Magic. Thanks for joining me today at Interview Friday and my guest on the show, Tanya Brown. This is going to be a really special interview and I don't only say that, it really is. Maybe you got an idea from reading the title. So we will talk about psychic readings for entrepreneurs today. And Tanya is really an expert in that. So she can help you to reveal the hidden potential you have and also can advise you on business decisions you are about to make and see if you will succeed in this field or project you are on at the moment. She will give us interesting insights on everything around psychic readings, also clairvoyance, what a medium does, and how we as entrepreneurs can profit from that. So stay tuned and be sure to learn a lot of really new things, I guess, today. And when you think this is interesting and maybe for a friend of you as well, then please tag them, let them know that this episode is out. It can really make an impact on people's lives. And I still believe that there's a certain time when a certain information just reaches you or someone you know. So make that sure. And also, I would be really grateful when you are new to this show, when you subscribe with that, you won't miss any of the new upcoming episodes in the future. I'm sure you can't wait to learn everything about the psychic readings and what's there. Also, even when you are skeptical. So we will talk also about how Tanya deals with skeptical minds and how she's working. Like where did she get all this information from and in through which channel and you know we all have this great intuition and we can train it and I'm sure that some point in your business you listened to your intuition and you were right and we know that there are people out there living on this planet who are really really good at that and have like direct access to the matrix and can see into futures that are very high potentially happening in that version. So there are different theories and I also believe that there is any possible future out there and we decide by our decisions which future it will be and obviously we can change it from one moment to another. So it's up to you. And as I said, you will learn a lot about all this psychic, clear, buoyant thing. So this is more than mentalism and mental magic, just to clear that up. So lean back and enjoy this very interesting interview with my guest. And here is for you, Tanya Brown. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to Pure Mind Magic. 
Hello, and thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Great that you are my guest today, and we are creating a really special episode today together. So from my side, as being a professional magician, I know how to create illusions with mentalism and giving people the impression that I can forecast the future. What I do is just entertainment, but Tanya, what you are doing is real. And I can't wait to ask you a lot of questions. And I'm sure my audience is very curious as well. But before we start, please introduce yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Tanya Brown. I'm with a business called Lauren St. Julian. And I'm a psychic and clairvoyant. And I use this gift in my business coaching practice. I help entrepreneurs gain clarity and confidence by sharing with them what I see going forward in their business. That is so interesting. And I think it's fantastic that you bring two like completely opposite worlds together. So one of being a psychic medium and the other like entrepreneurship and really being in reality. So with a strong focus on the mind and the left brain hemisphere with again being this psychic seeing pictures and working very intuitive. So how is it possible that you can bring these two worlds together and helping people out there? You know, it's interesting because um, just exactly what you're saying, for so long, I, I always had this gift, but I never really realized that I had a gift. I just assumed growing up that everybody had voices in their head. You know, children have imaginary friends, but mine acted more like parents giving me guidance. Don't cross the street. Don't do this. Don't do that. I thought that was normal. And until I opened and embraced this, I started to remember all the things I forgot. Um, and one of the, my earliest memories, I was seven or eight years old in my bedroom on my twin bed, feeling a presence in the room. And I was kind of asleep, but kind of awake. And I started to get nervous. And the minute I got nervous, I heard, it's okay, I'm your grandmother. Now, I opened my eyes and I noticed two things. One, there was nobody in my room. And the second thing was the fact that the voice was in my head. It wasn't said aloud. Now, as a child, you know, I'm not going to go screaming to my parents. I heard, you know, a stranger. I just went downstairs to have somebody make me breakfast. I just dismissed it. But then when I flash forward years later when I embraced my gift, because every psychic that I went to, I, I always loved going to psychics. They would tell me the spirit of your grandmother is watching over you. And I just thought that that was a thing. That's, you know, it's part of their script. That's what they tell people. And, but then it, once I did embrace my gift, because I, I have used to have, I still do, I have dreams that come true. I know things that I shouldn't possibly know. Um, I gave a stranger a reading years ago that actually opened all this up. And my business, which is Lauren St. Julian, is named after my grandmother, who's that's her name. And she died the year I was born. So just flashing back to the story, it was like I've always had this, these guides watching over me and talking to me. I just assumed that was normal. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see. Yeah, this is so interesting because when you look back in history, sometimes even really important political 
people had their spiritual guidance and asking those mediums or however you would call them for advice before they would take important decisions. So that's really interesting. And maybe Tanya, can you explain a little bit like how this feels when you know something in advance? And is it more like intuition that you just know? Do you see pictures? Or you mentioned that you hear voices, but to give the audience a better uh, understanding of it, how is this working? I'm so glad you asked that because that was one of the reasons why, and I always say that I was in the spiritual closet for so long. I didn't see people on TV Who, so psychics on TV never represented how I worked. So I couldn't identify, I never thought that that was me because I don't walk down the street going, oh, your, your mother has a message for you or your father wants to contact you. It was un until I think in the last 10 years that I saw a psychic on television that resembled how I work. So just to give you an idea, when I have a client Before we even get on the phone, I just focus on their name. Like I would just sit there and go, okay, Jennifer, 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 what's going on with Jennifer? And uh, one of my favorite clients, she's in Australia and she was just stressed out before she even called me and, you know, she just needed help. That was her word, help. So before we got on uh, Skype, I said, okay, well, what's, I, I want to feel what she's feeling, which is something I very rarely say. I want to feel what she's feeling. And the minute I said that, I had trouble breathing. And my heart started to race. And it felt like a panic attack. And I was like, okay, okay, I got it. Let, what else is going on? So I started to take notes of what they were showing me, uh, what they were telling me. And the minute we got on the phone, you know, I said to her, and I still do this, medical issues are not my forte. I don't like to deal in that because I have no medical background. I said the closest thing to a medical degree is watching uh, Grey's Anatomy on television. I have no medical expertise. But that being said, before we got on Skype, I connected with you and I started to uh, have trouble breathing, heart racing, you know, and she goes, oh, my God. She goes, I'm so gobsmacked that you said that. I've been feeling this way for six weeks and I was hoping it was going to go away. And I said to her, I'm like, look, they're giving this to me because they want you to go to a doctor. And, you know, weeks later, she emailed me. She did go to a doctor. It was a panic attack. They did give her things to deal with it. But that's how, for me, I get the feeling of what someone's going through or feeling at that time. I get the, the visuals, like a client who, I'm first thing I saw when I was connecting with her was her typing like furiously typing on a computer. She's a writer. And just to talk about lack of confidence, I, you know, I saw her writing. And the first thing she said to me when I said that is like, oh, I'm not a writer. I'm like, this visual was very vivid. Like you are a writer, like you're writing. Okay. So she's like, I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. So I moved away from that. And I started telling her some other stuff that I was seeing. And I was talking about the project she was working on and the funding, the grant that was going to come that I knew there was some worry about, but the money's coming. You have a grant that's going to be happening down the road. Then she, she tells me that her and her sister are working on a screenplay. And I, I kind of backtracked. I said, well, wait, wait, you just said earlier, you're not a writer, but screen, uh, screenplay is writing. So how can 
Yeah. So, so just going back to the confidence, so many people don't see themselves the way they actually are. So even when you're telling them, oh, I'm not a writer. Okay. So that screenplay you're working on really doesn't count. Huh? <laughs> so, so yeah. So I get things in a visual form and same thing with the, the whispering or not the whispering, the, um, the voices. I said to a friend of mine once, I said, I wish that sometimes the voices would be like Darth Vader to be very clear in terms <laughs> of, you know, how Darth Vader talks. You, you can't distinguish him. You can distinguish him from somebody else. The voices are so faint sometimes that it's like you need to bring the volume up because a client who he listed out the things he wanted to focus on and on initial certain, uh, readings I'll do, we'll delve into everything in your life. But he, And I ask them to give me subjects. I don't want to know if Steve's going to call you again. I want to, in that range, you should just say what's going on in my love life or your career. Don't say, am I going to get that job? Just give me a subject and I'll delve into it. So he gave me a list of subjects and love was the last one. And as I was tapping in, and reading his list before I called him, I literally heard in my head, he doesn't want to talk about that. Okay, what does he want to talk about? And again, this is going on in my head where the voice is saying, he doesn't want to talk about any of those things. He wants to know about his love life. Okay, but what's going on with his love life? He just broke up with somebody, but it's not over. Okay, that's a little cryptic, but... <laughs> Okay. Okay. So we move away from that. We go on to his career and his other things. And, you know, I like to like rip the bandaid off and not to sugarcoat, you know, the thing that I don't want to talk about. I'll just talk about that first so we can get that out of the way. So I didn't really, really want to tell him about his love life, but I had to. So I said, okay, well, you know, and I was even kind of tentative. I was like, well, you just broke up with somebody, but it's not over. He goes, yeah, we're still living together. I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, now that makes sense. You, you, you broke up, but you're still living together. Okay, got it. They said it's not over, so that was a little weird. But, yeah, it's, it's like a voice in my ear that's not indifferent or not distinct enough to say, oh, that's, that's my psychic. I call them a psychic posse because it's a collective voice. And they all speak as one voice. So it's not actually there is one voice that gets louder if she feels that I'm ignoring her. I've, you know, I'll be in, in the purpose of doing a reading on, you know, the phone or via Skype or Zoom. And if I'm not saying what she wants me to say, she'll just bring it up an octave and get louder and louder until I'm kind of like, okay, okay, I got it. Okay, I just have to interject. She said X. You know? <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, it's, oh, and also uh, the, I've already said the feeling, but the touch, I had a client and this was like way back in the early days, I had uh, did a price special and a woman was just like kind of negotiating with me and it was just, it was weird. And I remember I was in my office and it was summer and it was air conditioned and my arm started to have a feeling of burn. Like I was on a hot flame, like over the stove. And I'm like, that's so weird. Like, why is my arm burning me? I have a, I have a sweater on. Like, this isn't possible. 
The minute I said that, I heard, she's going to burn you. It's like, oh, so they were literally trying to get my attention to get the message out that they didn't like this woman. They really didn't want to work with her and she's going to try to burn me. So the fact that they gave me that sensation, I was like, okay, didn't know that that's the way you want to communicate, but okay, message delivered. Thank you. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting how you are working there with your gift. And Tanya, to make it clear for the audience, you mentioned before we started recording today that there is a difference between being a psychic a medium and a clear voyant. Can you describe these expressions a little deeper? Yes. Um, so you have mediums who primarily give messages from people who've passed, who bring about healing um, to connect you with your mother or your father, or your grandmother, to have you be able to communicate whatever you weren't able to say when they were alive, to give you some level of closure and comfort. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I focus on, as a psychic, it's like, it's like taking a test and somebody whispering the answers to your, in your ear. Like how a client gave me a list of things he wanted to talk about. And for my psychic guides to say, he doesn't want to talk about that. He wants to talk about his love life. Like the fact that they were giving it to me in such a monotone voice, like, you, like we're talking, it wasn't that loud, that distinct It was just like a voice whispering in my ear. That's how psychics work. It's a knowing. It's a feeling. It's, it's almost like a gut instinct. Same thing with the, the clairvoyance. It's like, walk, it's like going to a movie and not knowing what you're going to see. And then the screen opens and you're like, oh, look. You know, like I, with my clients, I never know what I'm going to get, which is the beauty of it is I have, it gives me confidence because I don't know you coming into each session. I don't know my clients. They connect with me through social media, uh, my website, you know, any shows or PR that I've done. That's how they connect with me. And other than their name, I have no idea who they are until I open the door and connect with my guides. And then they give me information. And when they give me, and again, with the clairvoyance, I get the images when I was talking about the typewriter to see this woman typing. And, you know, I was very confident that she's a writer because there was no escaping the visual that they gave me, you know, or the, uh, a client I was uh, talking to a couple weeks ago and everything that I was seeing, they kept showing me the tree of life in regards to his business and how the connectivity and all this other stuff. And they kept showing it to me like at least three times. And I kept saying this to him as we we're doing the reading. And at the end of the reading, he pulls up his sleeve and shows me his tree of life tattoo. <laughs> wow. So it's, it's just, you can't, it's, it's a hard to quantify sometimes because, you know, there's no scientific basis for any of this information but if I tell you something that I couldn't possibly know it's just you, you just have to let it you have to embrace what you're receiving and know that it's coming from a good place and it's not I'm not making this stuff up because frankly I know nothing about my clients until I open the door and then they show me things and then I'm confident because 
Why would I? I can't. I can't make up that typewriter. I can't make up that tree of life. I'm not that creative. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah. I see. It's, it's it's a it's so rewarding because I love working with people, and it's so rewarding to give them information that puts them on a path of what they choose to do, what they desire most. Uh, you know, I always say it's kind of like therapy, but I give you answers, you know, and I give you like homework on what you need to do. You know, I'm like one woman, she was talking to me about, we, we focused on her business and the things going on in her life. And then she wanted to talk about her, her relationships and I didn't, she asked me if she should break up with her boyfriend. I'm like, I don't tell you that. That's not me. <laughs> I said, I, I can tell you what I do see. I do see somebody literally coming into the picture like now, like right now. Like I, the image I'm getting is this guy around the corner. I said, if you opened your front door right now and told me he was on your porch, I would not be shocked. It's a new guy coming into the picture. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to placate you. I'm telling you he's coming like right around the corner. He's here. I said, don't do anything. Don't do anything to try to facilitate this. Because I said this, don't go um, getting all these, you know, dating sites and anything. Just do whatever you normally do. Just know that he's like here. He is coming. She's like, okay, all right. Didn't really feel confident in that statement that I gave her a week later she emailed me you weren't kidding it's like again it's just you can't I wouldn't say you can't make this up I mean yeah I'm sure people do make it up but I can't I'm not that creative that I can make up such elaborate information that actually does come true (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sounds so interesting and It's also very interesting, Tanya, that you don't only like give people advice on what you see, what you hear, what you sense. You then help them even further with some inspired action or action steps so that when you help them figuring out which direction they would like to go or which vision they would like to accomplish as an entrepreneur, you also have some guidance on what to do next because a lot of people get stuck right there. They have this big idea, but then they have no clue to how to close the gap from where they are and where they want to go. See, that's the interesting thing. And I'm glad you brought that up because the thing is, I when I tell someone what I see, There's not always a time frame. Like with the guy that I saw like right there, I don't always see that immediacy. So if I share with you what I see happening in your business, that could happen a couple years down the road, which it actually did happen with that woman in Australia. You know, it was all all the things that she put into place helped her get more confidence when her big picture did bloom and emerge. And now she's traveling the world doing the, um, it's a food blog-ish kind of a thing that she's doing that's very self-sustaining and it's beautiful. But at that time, she just didn't see where she was going or what direction. She just knew what she liked, what she had fun with, and she wasn't sure on what kind of a business she could possibly have. But the fact that I gave her the, the big picture 
and gave her the action steps of what to do to keep that momentum going. It's like when people go to uh, speaking events and they're motivated, they're in a room full of tons of people, they're chanting, they're cheering. It's like, you know, like a game. And then they leave that event and then they go home. And then the excitement, the momentum, you know, we're, (laughs) I had a driving instructor uh, years ago tell me that, you know, you're like a potato chip. If you're left open, you get flat. And that's true with a lot of people. You know, they start off the new year with such momentum and drive. And by the 15th, you know, those goals and dreams are just kind of put to the wayside. So I like to keep the momentum moving. And that's one of the reasons for my 90-day coaching business, because we keep you on the road and we keep you motivated and we keep you encouraged and enthused with your goals and your focus, you know, one of the things that I always focus on is the fact that it takes 21 days to form a habit. Whatever that what is you want to do, whether it's quitting smoking, hitting the gym, you know, quit cutting sugar. Once you hit that 21 day mark, it's now a habit. It's not you're trying. You're already doing it. And with the 90 day coaching um mentoring. That's the thing. It becomes part of your practice. It's like getting up and brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. You just do it. And the thing about being an entrepreneur is so many people crash and burn in the beginning because they don't see the desired results that they want to, that insta success. You know, it's like somebody wanting to be an actress and going to Hollywood and not being, you know, picked on the first five auditions. You know, you just have to continue with the motivation and going for it because your business is going to look within five years, 10 years, your business is going to look different than it did when you first started. But that's the beauty of it. It grows and expands and it becomes something even better than you could possibly have dreamed because you put in the work, you know, you can never see the big picture because you're so focused on the now. And, you know, with the social media and the whole comparison itis thing, People are so focused on trying to emulate somebody else's success. And that's the thing. It's like it, your, their success is not your success. Their success is perfect for them. But finding the thing inside of you that's unique and special and different, which is there, but you don't see it, to create the business and the life you desire that you can continue with and be happy with in the end. That's the most important thing. And that's one of the things that I help my clients with. That's really helpful, Tanya. And you mentioned this 90-day coaching program that you have and that you offer for your clients. So how is it working for everyone interested? How do you get on board? And how does it look like to continue this 90-day coaching? Are there live sessions with you included? Or how do you help entrepreneurs and future entrepreneurs to find their vision, see the bigger picture, and take the right action? Well, we, the first call is we do a deep dive into your business, your life. And it's just me literally before we get on Skype or on the phone, me just kind of connecting and telling you what I see. And then the minute I get on the phone, I'm literally like for like 15 to 20 minutes, I'm telling you everything that I've gotten before we got on the phone and then, or on Skype or on Zoom. And then when we start talking, I get more hits and more information. It's like they'll be whispering in my ear or they may show me an image. 
And then that is literally uh, after that initial session, each week is me sharing more information with you, as well as giving you action steps on what you need to do, you know, to get you out of your comfort zone, to move you in the direction of the things that you need to do. And it, it varies with each client because everybody's business is different. So the action steps that I give to one person are not going to be the action steps that I give to another person. It's, it's different. And it's also feeding your mind with things that can actually help you. Uh, one of the books that I love that I think that everybody should uh, read is, uh, God, I can't even think of the book now. It's, of course, it's going to hit me at, uh, yeah, it'll hit me at a different time, but it's, uh, oh, yes, Steve, Stephen Seibold, it's uh, Up Leveling, and it's a really great book on mindset. It's about people who, how all of us, we get to a certain level, and we get comfortable, and then when we try to exceed that certain level, we unconsciously do something to kind of sabotage ourselves, but reading, it's called The Big Leap, that's it, The Big Leap. That's one of the things that I think Everybody who listens to this uh, should actually get because it's a perfect book to kind of reprogram your brain. And until reading it, I didn't realize, and that is actually something that all of us have, is our bodies have a certain level of comfort, whether it's 70 degrees or 80 degrees. And when we exceed that comfort, we will undoubtedly do something to trip ourselves up like a, so, a certain type of self-sabotage. And I've seen that in other clients and I've seen that in certain things that I've done. But when you see it in writing and or you read this book, it's kind of like, oh yeah, I do do that. Yeah, I do do that. So <laughs> it's one of the, the perfect ways to kind of help you retrain your brain uh, on, in terms of mindset. Very good point here, Tanya, and I'm glad you mentioned that. So would you say that you can help your clients and people that are calling in also to spot the self-sabotage mechanisms and to do something against it? Because I'm pretty sure that almost everyone is dealing with them from time to time. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting as we were talking about how gaining clarity. So one of the things that I've noticed just from doing this work, I can tell clients a lot of things that they didn't already know, but there are a lot of things that I end up telling them that they already knew, but I'm just reconfirming for them. And a lot of people don't trust their instincts or trust their gut. And I, I do, I do a lot of uh, speaking events where I talk about the secrets to, um, tapping into your intuition, lessons from a psychic, because a lot of readings that I'll do, I would say about 10% of the information that I give them, they're like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I thought that, or I felt that. But we as humans don't trust our instincts or don't trust our guts. And to turn to somebody else and have them reconfirm it gives them a bit more clarity, you know, and, and in some instances, except for the woman who I was mentioning earlier, who's a writer, who is like still not a writer. You know? <laughs> it, it, it helps to be able to turn to somebody who can tell you something that you already knew. And it helps you to kind of embolden your, your confidence level. 
so yeah, there's, and you know, I have to say where we are right now, I'm noticing there's a lot of women and men who are at a point in their lives and it's not even an age thing. It's more of a, I went to college, I went for my master's, I went for my PhD, and I'm not happy with where I am in my professional life. I want to do something more, something that's more fulfilling, something that, you know, excites me. That's where I'm finding a lot of people right now are at, where, you know, they're turning their backs on the things that they went to school for because it's not what they thought it would be in terms of their personal fulfillment and looking towards other things that can not only be self-sustaining financially speaking, but also fills up the emotional passion that they're seeking in their lives. You know, the, I know years ago growing up, my uncle was an entrepreneur and Growing up, that was a bad word. You know, entrepreneur was just, it was like saying you don't have a job because the idea that somebody else isn't pay, paying you an income. So my my uncle who owned restaurants, you know, owned nightclubs, you know, even though he was self-sustaining and successful, that word was just not a good word in the house. It was It was like a dirty word, you know. But now with there's so many opportunities for people to, create their own business, create their own life, uh, and make their life something of their own design as opposed to what, not society, because society is changing the idea of a nine-to-five, but making it more your own and creating something that's more of your idea and your your vision as opposed to kind of, well, you know, it's I work how many work days a year I get four weeks off or two weeks off or making something that's more fun and, and more interesting and something that brings you joy at the end of the day and not make, not make you feel that Sunday is your worst day because you have to go back to work. I personally, I personally love what I do and I can do it all the time until I'm exhausted. And I have done it all the time until I'm exhausted but it's because it brings me joy. You know, I just wish that for everybody else as well. That's a really nice vision. And I totally agree with you that this is the real freedom when you can do something that really fulfills you and brings you all the money so that you just enjoy doing it. And it's more like having fun or being passionate instead of working and depending on having to be in an office from nine to five, like five days a week. So, yes. Tanya, I have another question for you because sure. normally people that are entrepreneurs or looking to become an entrepreneur, they are really focused on their goal. They have all these numbers, they calculate everything, they have like investments, they have to get started. So sometimes they are really in the mood of overthinking everything. What would you say, how do you deal with people that are really skeptical to this world of psychic readings and everything that is above what we can measure and do over and over again? So something that is really intuitive and maybe in another field or something like energy that you can't touch, but it's there anyway. So how do you deal with them and how do you become approachable even by a skeptical mind? 
You know, it's funny because every person that I've met or encountered that is a skeptic would never leave my side the minute I told them what I do. I could, they're like, oh, I don't believe in that. But then I would be at a party and they don't leave my side for the entire part um, thing, time that I'm there or the networking event. And then they would, in, they would be the next person telling me about a spiritual thing that happened to them that was questionable or something that mystical that may have transpired or whatever. So I don't really believe that people are truly skeptical. They just want to, you to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. It's all, you know, it's almost as if like, you know, if we, we were talking, you're like, oh, I don't believe that. You want me to give you a reading or answer one of your questions to prove to you that I'm accurate. You want some kind of proof. And it's funny because the people who are the most skeptical are so curious. You know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, I did a radio show and the two hosts, uh, it was like, uh, I forgot their names. But I was focusing on the gentleman's name, but then his female co-host's name kept popping up and then kept thinking of his name, but then her name kept popping up. And it was supposed to be a 15-minute segment. It went on for 45 minutes because the producer kept asking me if I could stay longer because they were enjoying the interaction. And when I gave him all the information that I got before I got on the phone, he was very polite in his skepticism. And he said, you know, um, does it ever happen that you're reading for somebody and it doesn't connect for that person, but it, it connects for the person next to him. And I said, yeah, because so-and-so's name was kept popping in every time I kept thinking of yours. And he was like, exactly, you know, because she's sitting here nodding and she's like freaked out because everything you said is her life. And then he started to ask me some questions about his business that he wanted guidance on. <laughs> so <laughs> the, my, my point is every everybody's skeptical. And I think that's great because, you know, I am... I mean, I, I, it sounds weird to say this, but I'm skeptical as well. I was in, uh, where, what do you call it? I was in Bath, London, um, at the famous Bath there with friends doing a tour. And I touched the column. And the minute I touched the column, I got all this imagery that took me back to that time period when that bath was in operation and what have you. And the spirit started talking to me and telling me who she was and explaining certain things to me about her life. And my first thought was, I just had a glass of wine at lunch. So am I imagining this? No. So I said, okay, if you are who you say you are, tell me what my friend's mother's first name is. I'm sure my friend had told me at some point, but I I, I wasn't paying attention. So I said, tell me what my fr- friend's mother's first name is to verify the accuracy of who you say you are. So we go back to the tour bus and my friend just starts talking a mile a minute. And out of nowhere, I just blurt out, is your mother's first name such and such? Which she kind of thought I was crazy or something. She's like, uh, no, but her sister's first name is. My point is, spirits will give you things the way they want to give it to you, not the way you ask for it. The fact that I asked for my friend's mother's name, she chose to give me her friend's mother's sister's first name. (laughs) So skepticism is a healthy attitude, but be ready to accept when the proof is shown to you. That was really nice said and makes perfectly sense here, Tanya. So from your 
experience and working with people and also uh, dealing with all the visions you have, would you say that our future is set in stone or are we able every second to turn completely around and create a completely new future for us? You know, it's interesting because I do feel like there is free will. There, things can change Situations can change to affect the tra trajectory that you're on. But at the end of the day, I do feel like where you're meant to be is where you are meant to go. And I use that in, in examples where, you know, there were certain situations where people avoided disaster because something happened. They were supposed to take a plane and go to a meeting, but, you know, the car got stuck before they got to the airport. The plane crashed, you know, or You were supposed to go on a certain trip and then that trip got canceled and you end up at the airport and that's when you end up meeting the love of your life. So, yes, I do believe that certain things are meant to be. You do have control, but how it ends is the way it's supposed to end. And I don't mean that in terms of, you know, fin finality. Like you were meant to meet that man that you're married to. You were meant to have those children that you have. You were meant to have that singing career that you have. So certain things are kind of written in stone, but the path in which you get there is not always written in stone. And that can change and will change. Beautifully said. Tanya, I think a lot of people in the audience now can't wait to reach out and find out more about themselves and their career as future entrepreneur or like how they can get to the next level. And we were talking about your 90-day coaching program and It's also possible to reach out to you to get a psychic reading. And I saw that you even have this opportunity for skeptics to send you an email with one question and they can try it out and see what they get back as an answer for you. So can you please share how it is best possible to connect with you in general and also to start with the 90-day coaching program? Yes, I would love for those who are interested to contact me at info at laurenstjulian.com. And then we can go from there in terms of those looking for mentorship. For those who want a reading, if you go on my website, uh, Lauren St. Julian, you can uh, schedule a business deep dive or even a half hour reading, um, which I suggest that better than because people will email me two questions and they expect to have like me tell me them everything that's going to happen in the next year. So to get a good understanding book, a half hour reading uh, usually goes for 45 minutes because let's face it, I talk a lot. So, <laughs> so and we, we can get into your business, your life, your career, your love life. You know, out, like I said, I come on before we even get on Skype or Zoom or on the phone. I already have information before I pick up the phone. And then as we're talking, I get more hits of information as we're speaking. It's almost like your energy. I just kind of connect and feel it as we're, we're going. And you ask me questions. I ask you, uh, tell you the answers that they're giving me and so forth. And we just go from there. Perfect. Sounds like a really good approach. And I will put everything in the show notes below this episode that you can find the links there to connect with Tanya and find out more about your future. 
So, Tanya, this was really an interesting episode, even for myself, learning about the differences between a psychic and a medium, for example, and also that we have certain things that are meant to be, but we can choose the path on how we end up there. So that sounds really good and also leaves us, I guess, with the feeling that we have at least some control over what is happening or which way we are choosing. It was a pleasure having you on Pure Mind Magic, talking with you on all of that in more depth. And I would love to leave the last words of this episode completely up to you. So please inspire the audience with anything that you pick up, maybe something that you sense at this very moment or anything that you read in a book just to give them a good day, a magical day with a good feeling. So Tanya, the stage is yours. Well, thank you again so much for having me. Uh, one of the things that I just want to impress upon everyone who's listening, it's my favorite phrase. Um, I got it from the movie um, Aunt, Auntie Mame with Rosalind Russell. I love old movies. And her line is, life is not a dress rehearsal. And it's, I love that line because so many people are waiting for, you know, next month or next year or next whenever to do the things they want to do. And the idea that life is not a dress rehearsal, you need to be present and in the moment and take advantage of the time that you have now to do the things that you wish to do. You know, tomorrow's never guaranteed, you know, now is. So take action. Ladies and gentlemen, take action. You got the message from Tanya Brown. And maybe you are interested in taking her 90-day coaching package or just try this option of sending her an email and see for yourself what answer you'll get. And I always think you can try it because there's nothing you have to lose and maybe you will get a very important hint from this way or from this email that you least expect. So try it out for yourself. And when you are more, more open to that, when you are an entrepreneur or business person that is really open, then why not try this 90-day coaching program and see where life will take you. And If you make some interesting experiences from it, please let me know. You can always leave a comment here directly or you can email me to puremindmagic at gmail.com. That is puremindmagic at gmail.com. Also, when you have an interesting idea for a topic that would be cool for this show. And when you are really inspired now and are really about taking action, I have another special for you. You can pick up a free audiobook of your choice. You can test it out, see how you like it, and then make your decision. The weekend is coming up and maybe you are planning a nice trip with your family or even with your business partner. And then some drives can be really long and boring. For that, it's perfect to turn on an inspiring audiobook. So check that out if you like. And please remember to subscribe to Pure Mind Magic. That really helps a lot to grow the show. That's it for today. Until next week, create some magic. Bye.